Welcome to the Be Transformed podcast, where we're having ongoing digital discipleship conversations about when and where the kingdom and the culture collide. Episode 47, Resolve. I am excited to be back. We have DK, Tina, his wife, and Monica. And so we're going to kind of engage with new year, new you, resolutions. <laughs> and you will not achieve your resolutions unless you are resolute, mm-hmm. unless you are firm. One of the things that I um, know about discipline is that the purpose of discipline is to get the worst out of you and the best from you. And on a deeply spiritual level, when the Father disciplines us, it allows us to become a partaker of His holiness. And holiness is a life that is devoid of sin. So it's kind of like the cross reconciles us back to God and leaves us in a sinless state before the Father. And so when God disciplines us and we respond to that discipline well, we respond to that correction well, we become partakers of His holiness which means that we enter into his original intent, which is the experience of life before sin or death. And so holiness is not a thing that makes us more religious, but it's actually a thing that sets us apart from the world, but for the world. And so that's why Christians who are holy, whole, um, and successful are, are more powerful witnesses of the life in the kingdom it doesn't mean we're div- we don't have challenges it just means that we show people through jesus's victory that there's a different way to be human and that they can have victory which is kind of like a signpost for hope in a world that's full of brokenness so we're going to kind of interact on the idea of you know setting goals and hope hopefully those goals are god's goals for our life and um, like, what does that mean? And how can we do that in, I guess, a biblical way, a mature, a, a way that is, I guess you could say, spiritually mature, emotionally healthy, um, kind of pulling from Peter Scazzaro's uh, book, uh, Emotionally Healthy Christians or whatever, Emotionally Healthy Discipleship, which is really a helpful thing. I highly recommend that you read that. So Tina, what are you, you know, looking into 2024, how do you approach this idea of kind of getting God's heart for the year, writing goals down, writing desires down? How does that work with you? Well, I always like to end the year actually looking back first and reflecting, acknowledging, like, what was God doing? What was he saying? What was he speaking? What did he what did he do? What were the promises that were fulfilled? I like looking back first so that I can acknowledge where he's been faithful. Awesome. Yeah, and I, wanna, I, want, I want that to build my faith going into the next year because I want to see where has he already been faithful. And when I acknowledge him in that, it gives me faith for all the other areas um, as I look ahead. So I like taking stock of the previous year first. And then as I look ahead, um, yeah, I just... I like taking time to um, get in the word and really start dreaming. Like, God, what are the promises that you have for us in this season? And trying to hear his heart for this upcoming year. So, um, for example, this past year, um, one of the things that I did at the beginning of 2023 
was I wrote some stuff down that I thought I was hearing from God um, related to the upcoming year. And looking back at the end of this year, so many of those areas were fulfilled. Like, yeah, so many of those areas I saw. Like, wow, God, you did this. And it could have just happened, but the fact that I wrote it down, it's like I'm acknowledging you did this. Yeah. You are the source of this. You are the source of making this happen. Yeah, yeah. The, I, I I love what you're doing. I do this something similar. My last journal entry of 2023 was all the things that the Lord did and allowed us to do and allowed us to have and recognizing that He is the source mm-hmm. of all that. Like I wrote... At the time, you know, going into 2023, some things that were just not possible based on what happened in 2022. Mm. And it didn't hit me till like three quarters of the year was over that I'm like, man, like every single thing that I wrote down, the Lord did. Mm. And more. And... We're talking about spiritual stuff, practical stuff, financial stuff. My powerlifting goals were not fully achieved. But <laughs> but I'm talking about like everything that mattered, like really mattered, yeah. done. Mm. And I was just like blown away because I'm like the Lord did that and then the Lord is the source of that. He made that happen and when you see the Lord do that, it's really, it's like a faith building exercise because I find that our faith grows incrementally in the sense of if you don't have faith for God to pay the bills, I don't know if you can have faith for God to really change the world. And so I think that God works with us kind of like incrementally. We go from glory to glory, from faith to faith. And and kind of like it's it's a journey, like even the, the same way the children of Israel inherited the promised land, it was little by little. Mm-hmm. And I think that when we look back over the year, we see the faithfulness of God, so it helps us to look forward in hope. You know, like when you look back and you see all that God has done, you, you, you're looking at the future through the lens of faith and hope. And one of the things that I've, I've learned is that what, faith believe hope expects and so I, I would say that all the things that the lord did in 2023 helped me kind of up the ante of some of the things that i'm believing for him to do in 2024 and would you say that that's how you experience it too yeah definitely it's like it's exactly what you're saying it's faith building it's like i'm acknowledging god as a source so looking ahead my numbers are going to change they're going to grow yeah. you know for next yeah. year um, everything's going to increase because my faith has grown in looking backwards. So yeah, yeah definitely. And you know, you said a trigger word there, acknowledge. I actually wanted to share about that word. And one of like one of the ways we seek the Lord is by acknowledging Him. So if I say, "All right, it's time to seek the Lord," you know, old school Christians are like, "Lock myself in a room, pray, fast, journal, cry, worship," and that's awesome. Like I totally recommend that. Like. But one of the ways I seek the Lord is I acknowledge him in all of my ways and I allow him to direct my paths. So if I don't acknowledge him, I am not allowing him to direct my paths, which means I'm directing my paths. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to direct my paths. I want him to direct my paths. Um, 
one of the things that David said about that is the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want or I shall not lack. So because of who is leading me, I will not lack. I shall not lack because the Lord is my leader. He's He's shepherding me. He's leading me. And the first place he leads you is to green pastures and still waters. And without rest, there's no restoration. And so before you go through the valley, the shadow of death or the table with your enemies, the Lord restores you. The Lord provides for you. The Lord works in your life. You 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 mature. You grow. You know, David said, "Your rod and your staff they comfort me." You learn to find comfort in the uncomfortable. You learn to allow the Lord's correction uh, and His discipline to to become a source of comfort because you know that He cares. And and you know, until you get healed and healthy and restored, you're not ready for the valley of the shadow of death or to eat with your enemies at a table. And if you're not following the Lord, goodness and mercy are not following you, you know. And so it, that whole psalm is really a man walking with the Lord and a man rehearsing to himself the journey. And I find that us rehearsing the journey with the Lord is really critical. And one of the things that I would just say in just a really practical way is like right now you have everything you need. What do I mean by that? I mean you ate today. You have somewhere to live and you had food and you have clothes on your back. So it means you really don't lack anything. Mm -hmm. So when you look into the future through the lens of I'm not lacking anything, you can face the future with confidence instead of worry. Mm -hmm. And I find that that's a much better way to look into the future of, of saying God has taken care of me, God will take care of me, I will acknowledge him, he will lead me. And, and I think that that's important even in us planning and us dreaming and us desiring God to bring increase in, in every area. I think that's cool as long as it doesn't become first. As long as he's first, I think that that's really good and important. And on a practical note, they say basically that you have a much higher chance of achieving your goals if you write them down on paper, like actual real paper with a real pen in your own handwriting. So I think that doing that, whether you're journaling that way, I think it's very helpful. And whether you're writing goals down, um, that's another good thing to do. Practically, I'll just give you just a real practical, what I do is I write on index cards and I keep the index card in front of me every single day that I'm at my desk. So if I'm at my desk studying, writing emails, Every time I'm at my computer, which is the place where I work, it, right in front of me are all those index cards right to the right of me, and they're always looking me in the face saying, this is what you're believing for. This is what you're praying for. This is what you felt like God said. And so I keep that before my eyes, and I do I do like, just to keep it practical, like, I, I'm, like I'm into collecting watches, so I wrote a few watches that I'd like to get a hold of next year. I wrote goals for my family. I wrote uh, goals for writing. I wrote goals for lifting. And I also wrote um, goals specifically related to, you know, family. And and I just think that that's very, very important because that's a, that's a true north. And then on top of all that, I write down some key things that God said to me that should be shaping the next season of my life. So I wrote, like on Sunday, the Lord spoke to me really, really clearly. 
And he said to me, I have known your soul in adversity and I will keep you in prosperity. Mm-hmm. And I was just wrecked. And so I wrote that down and I also wrote that from 2019 to 2029, we're supposed to be going back and forth to Africa. I wrote that down. And you know, you you write, I also really have a sense from the Lord that my 40s are gonna be about really equipping people and I'm gonna be turning 40 in February. And so I wrote that for the next 10 years, I'm going to really be more intentional than ever before about equipping people, teaching people how to do ministry, and then facilitating them to actually do ministry. So I'm going to weave this into the people we're discipling, the people we take on trips, their opportunities to preach, building a team of preachers, building a team of media, like being intentionally, intentionally focused on equipping, equippers, and pouring into people who are ready and willing to receive because it's a key to multiplication and it's a key to securing the purpose of God in the future is equipping the right people in the present. And so, you know, if you're in ministry, you're not getting paid to do ministry. You're getting paid to equip people to do ministry. And so I feel that that's very important. So just on a really practical note, I have these uh, goals. I have some financial goals as well about giving, saving, investing. Um, so I write those down clearly. And that is, so why am I saying this? I'm saying that I write this down, not only so that it's before my eyes, but so that when I'm making decisions, I am making decisions with that in mind, right? So for example, I'll give you a real practical one. I am, uh, powerlifting competitively and I have a meet in February so I'm saying until that meet I'm not doing any soda and I am intentionally cutting back because I want to weigh in lighter but I don't want to lose strength so I have to do it very very incrementally so I'm intentionally increasing protein I'm intentionally reducing sugar so I'm making decisions with an outcome in mind. And so the index cards represent that in the spiritual, in the relational, in the financial, in the physical, in the material. I am making decisions with those outcomes in mind. So I'm making intentional decisions and strategic decisions based on where I am trying to go and where I believe the Lord is trying to lead me. So I don't know if that's helpful, but that's that's a real practical thing that I do. And I kind of, I also see the faithfulness of the Lord through that. Because some of those things I recognize, like like the Lord is not going to bench press for me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so, so there's that. But then there's other things that I recognize, like, no, like the Lord... If, if he wouldn't have done some things, this just would not have happened. Mm-hmm. And even the Lord's keeping power in your health, like without the Lord's grace on your health, like you, you, I'm not lifting. Mm-hmm. You know, I got injured and that set me back. And so even even just the physical, like I'm, I'm, I'm in need of God in every area mm-hmm. of my life. And so I'm saying that Jesus is welcome in every area and for me, it takes faith in every area mm-hmm. to see yeah. movement. And so I, I don't know if that's helpful, but I think that that's, for me, is practical. Do you, do you guys do stuff like that or? Yeah. Um, 
before I, I get into that, though, I just want to echo what you two said about the reflection piece on the past year. Um, 100% agree with that. And I come from a place where I actually remember what it's like to process your previous year, not through the lens of faith in God, but just through the flesh. And I remember like these New Year's seasons were miserable because I would look back at the previous year and yeah, everything that was good in your life, you give yourself a little pat on the back because you're giving yourself credit for it. But the list was always longer of the things that didn't happen, the things that lagged, the things I wanted that never happened. And it was actually discouraging. And then who is it on to make those things happen in the future year? Myself. So it was actually a lot of burden in these seasons without God. Just reflecting. Yeah, yeah a lot of heaviness. Very heavy because you're yeah. like, okay, who's going to make this happen? It's me. I got I to gotta grind. I got to hustle. I got to do this. I got to yeah. do that. So when, you know, with the Lord and now you just understand the source is the father for everything and you reflect back on that and you're like, wow, God did that. Wow, God did that. You, you, even things that you didn't even imagine would happen happened and your faith just increases. So then who do you look towards to for the next new year? It's, it's, it's all God yeah. and just what he could do. So, yeah, that reflection piece, it gives you hope. It gives you the, even the, the engine for you to even dream big for the next year. And knowing that, you know, there are things there that that's obtainable and achievable, not because of you, but through God. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and one thing I've been doing kind of same to you guys is, you know, really setting goals and um, dreaming for next year. And, you know, really desiring God's heart for what he has for me and my family and, you know, the church and everything. But one thing he's actually showing me um, this year is that, yeah, you know how to obey, you know you have faith and all that, but I want you to learn how to inquire me of everything. So I think that's one thing I realized I could get better at is not just set goals and just leave it to God to do it, but like you said with the whole lifting, like inquire me on how to get there. Yeah. Because he has a blueprint for our success. Yep. And that's his idea. Yeah. Yeah. And, and his desire, his, like he yeah. wants you to succeed. Yeah. Like, you know, like David wanted to build um, God, you know, the temple, but he didn't just magically appear for David. He gave him a blueprint and yep. yeah. So he's like inquiring me for everything. Yep. So I think it's resonating what you're saying about everything, yeah. not just spiritual things or, you know, things like that, but every single thing. Yeah. yeah. And inquiring is really an expression of intimacy. Mm-hmm. And that's really important because when I inquire of the Lord and the Lord reveals it to me or he speaks to you and shows you and then he leads you, other people will encounter him because of you inquiring of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like I felt the Lord put it in my heart to call the watch uh, guy. They were fixing my watch. And I said, hey, you guys took off these bands. Um why and they said well we only have one left that's why and i go i want it and they go you got it (laughs) and then when i told that story to robio he's like the light shined on you bro (laughs) and you know that may seem like a natural thing but it was kind of like the lord kind of just put it in my mind because i I wasn't really honestly thinking about that like i didn't say i'm gonna do this and make this happen it just kind of floated into my mind and i'm like ah Interesting. I'm going to go with that. That's that's probably the Lord. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's the God says you have not cuz you ask not. And one of the things that I think religion tries to do is religion tries to segregate our life, but God tries to make our life whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And when your life is whole, it's not like, oh, well, my church time is holy and um, everything else isn't. It's like, no, God is holy and God wants to be involved in all of your life. And I just know that it's just better if he's uh, involved. That makes me think of uh, Abner Suarez, prophet. 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 Hashtag prophet. Hashtag prophet. <laughs> um, he says this line, faith is choosing to agree with God's care for your life. And I feel like that's a very non-religious way of saying like, God cares about every area of your life. And do you yeah. agree with that, that his care wants to touch literally every area of your life? Yeah. yeah. And are you going to agree with that care or like try to do everything yourself in your own way. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like that ties into yeah. your inquiring thing too. Yeah. I think inquiring is not just this, an expression of intimacy, but it's like an expression of humility. You saying, yeah. you yeah. know, I, yeah. I, you have wisdom that I don't have. You yeah. can mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. things way beyond what I can see and yeah. Yeah. coming to you. Religion says that some things are too small for God to care about, but yeah. that's not true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's so not true. Yeah. 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 Um, the more you are a friend of God, the more what matters to God matters to you, mm-hmm. and the more what matters to you matters to God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And God always looks out for his friends. Mm-hmm. God is the most loyal friend you could ever have in your yeah. life. And he, when you stand for him, he will watch your back. Um, the biblical language is that the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Mm-hmm. God says, I'll watch your back with my glory. Mm-hmm. If you if you look at the, <laughs> the Ephesians 6 situation, the armor, there's no cover mm-hmm. for your rear end because you weren't created to retreat. Right. That's one. <laughs> Number two, the glory is your rear guard Amen. when you're moving forward in the kingdom. And it's like, man, I'd rather have God at my back because that is, I am thoroughly covered if God has my back. You know, I, I learned that in an earthquake, agent. like, yo, yeah. thanks for having my back, Lord. Yeah. Even when yeah. you're sleeping, he's got your yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He is, and he's faithful. Mm-hmm. And he's also married to the backslider. His back slid down a tree for the backslider. So you could be listening to this far from God, not listening to God not coming to church, not serving, not giving, just totally far from God, full of shame. And God says, I still choose you. Yeah. And God's arms are open to you for you to walk back in to the Father's house and, and start, let him throw a party for you and get right. Because this whole new year, new you, it would not gonna be a new you if you don't make new choices. Mm-hmm. And there's people that are listening that need to wake up seriously and make, and make right choices. Yeah. I feel I need to say that, yeah. so. Shot fired. <laughs> no one's safe. <laughs> yeah, anything else, guys? Monica? I'll just say, um, I mean, I'm just sitting here absorbing. I'm just like, wow. I feel very encouraged. Um, because just uh, as someone new in this faith journey, I, I mean, even in the world, like, I didn't have any sort of system or method of self-reflection so when it came to new year's it was like okay like i would think of some things i want to do but discipline was not really something i had if i set my heart to something then i was going to work hard and i was going to put everything i had into it 
and then you know things growth and improvement and progress would come naturally but it was never something I wanted to be like super strategic or like disciplined about it was just kind of like if this is what I really care about okay I'm gonna go hard and you know the kind of fruit will produce itself through through that time and effort but um now um thank god being around so many dope disciplines people who move with intention and you know in alignment with the lord a big focus of my prayer for the past like week and a half being in this you know holiday new year season has been like lord i really want you to give me divine strategy and i really want your heart for what your goals are for me this year and um I think I'm trying to work through the balance between that, but also feeling empowered to know um, what Pastor just said, you know, like you have not because you ask not. Also, like um, being sure to not just be too, like, how should I say, like um, falsely humble in that, you know? Um, And really saying, no, there are things that I really do want um, and not being afraid to, to write those things down. And um, I really feel my, my faith being built up right now. That's really been a focus, particularly this week of my time with the Lord. And um, in entering the new year, you know, with prayer and with fasting um, has in my second year in a row really of doing that um, has been incredibly fruitful. And um, last year, I think was more of um, a solidifying of uh, of wholeness in me, of restoration, of the Lord just pouring his love over me. I remember, um, and I say this to really encourage people to utilize this time, not as the world does, um, but really just in a way that's centered on Jesus and in a way that's centered on um, his will. Um, and, and that has really just proven to be like, was super fruitful. So I remember last year um, spending a lot of time with the Lord in, in prayer, in a week of prayer and fasting, and the Lord told me, I'm so glad you can see me for who I really am now. And that was just something that so marked the trajectory of the rest of the year. Um, and I relate a lot to Tina in that doing that reflection um, builds up my faith and also builds up gratitude because I think something That's that good. enemy has tried to come at me with um, over the year as, um, you know, I've dealt with different um, struggles and things of um, feeling like this bitterness rise up me towards the Lord. And like I knew, I always know that it's such a lie when that feeling comes up and staying in that place of gratitude and that acknowledgement um, is such um, a powerful word as well. Um, The word that the Lord has been bringing me to a lot over the past few months, um, and it's very similar, is abide, um, really abiding in Him and taking everything up with Him. So staying in that place has really been the antidote to those feelings of frustration and impatience that I've felt with things that I've been praying for that haven't come to pass yet. But... um, yeah, I feel like I'm just gleaning a lot from this conversation. Um, I was really excited to have it because I want to learn from highly successful and efficient folks who love the Lord because um, I'm still very much on the process of developing these habits and kind of, um, you know, um, ritual is not a good word to use, but routine is, you know, a good word to use. Disciplines, yeah. habits, yeah. And, um, mm. yeah, so I think that's really where I'm at right now. Like, Lord, um, I really submit every facet of my life to you and I saw so many things come to pass last year just like whoa like so many things that I had hoped for and you know really um 
expected um, in, in a place of faith um, because the Lord spoke and said that he was going to do it, but he just went so above and beyond. And I just really feel like this year is going to be a year of even more dramatic increase um, and awesome. restoration. Yeah, I think for me, and I've been hearing this word for the body, a lot of people, uh, women and men of God, prophetic people um, that I look to have been saying that, using that word increase. So I'm excited. Increase! Um, And I was thinking, actually, Pastor, um, of what you do with the flashcards and writing down these different things. And the Holy Spirit really had to convict me because I was like, I like that idea, but I really was like, I I don't think I have the faith for that. Like there was something like a little scary in that. Um, to me and I felt the immediate kind of conviction of the Holy Spirit like whoa like girl you need to get it together and that's all right yeah it's a good invitation yeah yeah and that's I think where the reflection comes in so um, yeah I've been doing a lot of writing Um, that's good and I want to do more of that explicit goal setting because like I that's something that I've been so scared of in the past um, of doing because um, again I relate to DK as well um, when you were saying that um, that feeling of just that burden and heaviness it wouldn't hit me too much around New Year's time but always around my birthday was a time that was so dark for me um, over the years, and my, my birthday is in February, so it would be like right around, you know, this New Year sort of season, not too far off, and it was, yeah, that's that feeling of like, um, some good things happened, but so much more didn't things happen, and it's all on me to hustle and get it together, so I just want to take the time, this time to just praise the Lord that we don't have to yeah. <laughs> rely on ourselves, because... Yeah. We are not the source, that's very yes, liberating. Yes, yeah. it's so it's freeing, it's, it's so, so freeing. Most free thing. Yes, and just to know that what he calls us to, he'll provide for, because towards the end of this past year, um, the Lord gave me a lot of um, prophetic words that were really beautiful and profound, but came with a little bit of heaviness um, because of, um, you know, fears and things that uh, the Lord has really freed me from, and I'm working on with him, and um, yeah, it's a lot that he's mm-hmm. called um, everyone to do. But personally, um, yeah. some of the mantle of that, I've just been like, woo, but yeah. knowing that it's not on me, like, thank you, Jesus. So yeah, someone you know new to this walk of faith. So I wanna yeah. use this moment to encourage you, Monica, like mm-hmm. in one year, you are unrecognizably not the same person. Yep. Yep. You went from craziness to solid, steady, Mm-hmm. you're on the worship team your testimony is so solid yeah. that your mom felt okay to come to a church that you were going to mm-hmm. because your testimony is that solid mm-hmm. and you've came a long way and the Lord has put new people in your life for the future that he has for you yeah. so I would say that's a good thing and for those who are listening I just want to encourage them with one real practical thing What you want to do is you want to create habits that aim you at your goal. Yeah. Yeah. So that's very, very important because, let me say it this way, thoughts become feelings, feelings become words, words lead to actions, actions lead to habits, and habits shape the culture of your life. And so people will say, like, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. That's true. But show me your habits and I'll tell you your future. And so I think that for whatever the Lord is putting in your heart 
And, and some of those desires are straight from the Lord, and some of them are you. And as you seek the Lord and you read the scripture and you worship the Lord and submit yourself to his will, he'll show you what is him, what is you, and how how that interse- intersects and overlaps and interlocks, as N.T. Wright would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you'll grow in your discernment of that. But if you ask him, like, he'll show you how. So if, if the Lord is like, okay, this is what I want, he will show you mm-hmm. how. And I would say, like, don't despise small beginnings. Yeah. Like, I didn't realize what the Lord was fully doing until, like, three quarters of the year was over. So I had put, I'll give you just a real practical one. I had put two watches on a list, and I had got the most expensive one first. And I'm like, that was not what I was supposed to do. Um, how did that happen? <laughs> like, that, was not, that wasn't the way I was supposed to do this. And and then I realized, I'm like, oh, like, this is possible. Like, because I didn't, I, I just did that in faith thinking this is insane. Wow. You know, honestly, because this, in 2023, this is, a, this, is, this is a testimony of the Lord's faithfulness. It was the first year since being in ministry from 2008 full-time the first year that i actually made my salary wow bro so you had a salary on paper but we'll never hit that no not even close not even close oh my gosh you know and you know you don't complain you just serve god you just do it and then i was talking to one of my kind of like peers someone that i respect mutual respect um, and so he was saying, you know, hey, you know, you should ask your, your board for a raise, you know, uh, I mean, a, excuse me, uh, not a raise, a bonus. So I was like, all right. And, you know, I had a number and then he gave me a number and I'm like, wow, that's a, that's a bigger number than I had. And I felt from the Lord, shut up and don't ask for a number. Mm-hmm. Show them your pay. So I showed them my, um, my pay stipends from 2017 on and as soon as they saw it they said we're going to give you a, a, a raise and a bonus mm-hmm. wow. and the bonus was more than even my friend was telling me to ask for nice. and last year was the first year that i made every single dollar that i was supposed to wow. and Amen. more and we don't shake people down for money we don't manipulate in the church we don't even pass the offering bucket it's like it has like microphones in it it's like you know know, and and god and god is faithful when you put him first and you invite him into your desires your goals your planning your habits you just invite him into it and say lord this is the desires of my heart. This is where I stand. Mm-hmm. Adjust my priorities to make them yours and give me habits that'll help me achieve your priorities and your purposes for my life. Mm-hmm. And I found in, in my life that as I align myself to the Lord's purposes for my life, that's where the blessing flows. That's where the favor is. Mm-hmm. That's where the testimony is. Like I would have never thought that our first private plane would be in Haiti. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. Shout out to Jean Marc. <laughs> Shout out to Jean Marc. You know, yeah, the, the pilot of uh, our dreams. But 
you know, like you would have never thought that mm-hmm. what happened there in this context, but the favor is attached to the assignment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just ask the Lord, like whether it's in your workplace, mm-hmm. Lord, what assignment do you have for me while I'm here yeah. in the church? What assignment do you have for me here as as a parent? I'm like, Lord, what do what do you, you know, what what do I have to do? to lay a foundation for my children so that they'll serve you and follow you. Mm-hmm. What do I have to do to nurture the gifts and the talents that you put in them? Like, I'll give you an example. I had to take Zoe every week on Wednesday to this prophetic dance class, which Wednesday is the worst time for me to do that. It's the worst time. It's not a good time for me at all. And you know, we have service on Wednesday night. I'm preparing. It's just not a good time. But I realize that I have to step out further out of my comfort zone. And now after that class, she's been dancing in church all the time with her little flag. She's making her own flag. She's like, but I help nurture that Mm -hmm. by being willing to step out of my comfort zone. And now I see her dancing around and she was she was dancing before, but not yeah, to the way yeah. she's dancing something. good. Yeah, yeah. She not not mm-hmm. not to the way she was before. Yeah. And I personally don't even care for prophetic dancing, to be quite <laughs> honest with you. But as long as she doesn't wear a ballerina outfit. <laughs> but but my point is that now she's expressing herself in worship to the Lord, yeah. and that's resting on the me and my wife being willing to be inconvenienced mm. to to then have what God put in her to flourish. Mm-hmm. So my point is that whether you're going to be inconvenienced for your own growth or you're going to be inconvenienced for someone else's growth, on the other side of inconvenience is growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's just something to consider. Mm-hmm. And, and stepping out of your comfort zone is how you grow. Like you don't grow in your comfort zone. Right. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. Yep. So... For those of you who are listening, I just encourage you that if, if the Lord is requiring something different of you or he's asking you to step out or step up, do it because you'll meet him there and other people will meet him there. So, I want to touch upon one little thing. <clears throat> Not a little thing, but it's actually the other side of the whole reflection coin. It's We need to also, when we reflect, process our disappointments with the Lord. We need to take that to the Lord and ask him to speak into that. Things that didn't come to pass, the things that didn't meet our expectations because yes. maybe we had the wrong expectation. Maybe it was an assumption, not a promise from God. I don't know. It, it could be a lot of things, but we need to really take that to the Lord because if we don't process our disappointments to the Lord, we're going to keep lowering our expectations. Excellent. Because our heart has to reconcile the gap between the reality and, you know, yeah. So that's we, pure gold yeah. and pure truth pure yeah. wisdom yeah and you keep process your pain yeah in the lens and through the lens of faith mm-hmm. through the lens of truth in scripture and with wise people who are emotionally healthy yeah and who have some battle scars yeah yeah <laughs> you yeah. know because mm-hmm. we're faith people we have expectations yeah we can't live a life where we keep lowering our expectations because yeah. then that just becomes a hopeless life. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's a key. I think that disappointment can become a major distraction. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. It can really, really sidetrack us if we let it. And so processing our pain 
in faith is essential and also processing our desires yeah. and our goals in faith is also essential. So I hope that was helpful. If you found this helpful, I'd love for you to share it, write us a review, um, and just share it with someone who you think that this would be a blessing to. Yeah. God bless you. God bless your 2024. Uh, yeah. We just pray for increase and abundance in all your lives as you align yourselves to the Lord. Thanks for listening. Adam Levecki here. On behalf of DK Kim and I, we want to thank you for listening to the Be Transformed podcast. If you found this helpful, please subscribe, share, and review the podcast. Thanks again for listening to Be Transformed.